So welcome back to Little Pieces Podcast, everyone. We are delighted to have you here. I'm Sharon Hoover, and my co-host is James Hammond. Yo, I'm James, uh, and we are blessed to be here today with my my good friend and uh, boss when I volunteer on Sunday mornings, Amanda uh, Boyer. Hi, James. Hi, Sharon. Thanks for having me. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if I'm necessarily your boss, James. We have fun oh, yeah, uh, you working. You think you are. You think you are. <laughs> we do have fun running the live stream and uh, and sound for the congregation, don't we? Yeah, but the congregation will still complains about it enough. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if we should be advertising that we're the ones back there. I don't well, guys- it, we're the ones that are back there when it's a great weekend, and when yeah. it's not, it's uh, it's, it's Billy Bob. It's Colton. <laughs> You guys do a great job. And I've been there on a Sunday morning and Amanda does run everything. She keeps us all straight and um, knows is troubleshooting and has a hundred things going on at the same time. So now I, I appreciate all that you do, Amanda, truly. Oh, I love it. So thank you. So thanks for being with us and um, for just sharing uh, a little bit of your story. Uh, it's uh, It's been great getting to know you as well. So now we want to be able to uh, have let other people in on on your life so can you start can tell us a little bit about how did you come to know Jesus and when did you start this Christian path yeah so um I'm fortunate and blessed that I grew up in a a Christian family uh, my grandfather uh, was a Lutheran minister and so Sunday mornings were um, spent uh, at church. And then when we were at his congregation in the front pew, um, welcoming, welcoming people and saying hi to everyone when we were in town, he, he was up in Pennsylvania. So um, I was fortunate enough to always be raised in the church. I think the first time though, when um, I was really challenged on my faith um, was when I went off to school, when I went off to college. Um, you know, Sunday mornings, we had a routine as a family growing up, we would get up, we would go to the early service, um, that we would hang out after church, um, to go to Sunday school. Uh, and then on our way home, we'd stop off at seven 11 and get, uh, some sort of snack. Uh, my dad got the paper and then we came home and spent Sundays doing schoolwork and, and having family time. Um, but when I went off to college, um, obviously I didn't have mom and dad, uh, making sure that we woke up and went to church. Um, and so I was fortunate enough when I went to JMU that I was able to get plugged in not only with the campus ministry, uh, but also with Muhlenberg Lutheran Church um, that, um, that was in downtown Harrisonburg. Um, and funny story, the first Sunday I tried to find the bus to get to church, I actually ended up going to the Baptist church instead of the Lutheran church. So it was cool to see other, other uh, uh, worship services. Um, but that definitely took a, a commitment and dedication on my behalf to um, make God a priority in my life, even when I was in school, um, and make sure I carved that out. And so in that time, I think it was it was a, a great growth opportunity for me and my faith to stand on my own two legs and um, make sure, you know, it wasn't just that every Sunday morning, my parents made sure we got up and went to church every Sunday that I was truly um, dedicated to my faith and my journey um, in a relationship with God. And so um, that solid foundation when at, at a university, um, 
you know, could have gone either way. So I feel super blessed that I was able to uh, build that relationship um, on my own ground. Amanda has to call me to wake me up on Sunday morning. So I don't know what I'm going to do when I go to college. I know I said that. I'll still, I'll still text you, James. Yeah, you can text me. Uh, also, aren't aren't Lutherans the bad guys? Like, why why are we talking to you right now? If you're Lutheran, what? Well, um, I have my husband Brad to thank for bringing me to CPC. Um, yes, I knew many- I liked him. I knew he was the guy. <laughs> um, so, go Brad. Oh yeah, go Brad. Um, but you know, after after college, I came back and I went to my parents' Lutheran church, which was around the corner um, from CPC, and um, and still stayed active and involved. Um, as an adult, it was really important for me to give back, um, to Habitat for Humanity, which, um, which was a huge, um, a part of really me coming into my own, uh, own faith and, um, and really kind of stepping out and, and branching it to other people. Um, but so I stayed involved and when Brad and I met, um, he started coming to church with me. And then when Brad and I became more serious and we were like, okay, we're on a path where it looks like we're going to get engaged and then, and then married, um, you know, faith and our, uh, spiritual needs was at a center of, you know, our relationship. And so, um, he came to me and was like, so, you know, I know you've grown up going to the Lutheran church and I love it that you, you know, grew up Christian, but in terms of my faith and my sp- spiritual needs, I, I need something a little different. Um, you know, I wasn't grown, I wasn't raised in this atmosphere. I'm looking for something um, a little more contemporary um, and a little different in terms of sermon styles. Um, and so actually my pastor at the Lutheran church, um, after Brad and I had expressed to him that we were um, looking for a, a different church and had tried sh- several and hadn't found a right fit, recommended that we came to CPC. Um, and so uh, we had, uh, we went, we enjoyed it. Uh, we felt, um, you know, really connected from the beginning. Uh, but then after we talked to Rob um, and really kind of dove into the, the, the core beliefs of CPC, um, the direction that uh, we were going in terms of denomination, it allowed us both to feel uh, more confident in our decision to make CPC our home for, for our church. Um, and so me being an extrovert, um, it's really important that I'm able to get plugged in um, with a community at church. And so that was my biggest fear um, leaving somewhere that I'd been essentially my entire life. Um, but happy to, happy to report and happy to say that, um, I've definitely found my community and my, my, uh, my, my group of peers and, and people that I love to serve alongside with and worship alongside. Well, I don't know if they love to serve with you, but that's good. Um, <laughs> <I'm> so bad. <laughs> James, you know that one of the whole reasons that you love coming and, and volunteering <laughs> at church is because you get to hang out with me. So let's be honest. <laughs> you know, people who are listening will we'll learn that I, I just, we razz Amanda all the time. Me and, me and my friends, we just razz Amanda. Yeah. But is it, wait, is Habitat for Humanity a Christian thing or is that, is it just it a... Oh, it, it is. is. It's a uh, Christian yeah. organization. Yeah. So um, Millard Fuller um, is the founder, but um, he had a, a, a philosophy that, um, you know, it's a helping hands to hand up, not a handout. And so a lot of the philosophies um, at the core belief of Habitat are not only Christian based, but it's also a Christian ministry. Um, and um, so I started when I was a freshman in high school doing mm-hmm. a week long summer build. Um, every summer. 
and then continued that on at, at JMU um, and did spring break trips. Um, and then, you know, I'm kind of, you know, uh, someone that's all in on things. And so when I, I realized that I didn't really necessarily like how the, the chapter at JMU was being run and I thought that it needed more weekend projects and uh, more people involved. Um, you know, I, I, I jumped in, became a project coordinator, started having multiple projects each Saturday where we would go to local um, Habitat chapters and do work there. And then um, became the president of the JMU chapter by my senior year and uh, where we were having maybe 10 people go on our spring break trip. By the time I left, we had 60 or 70 people going on a spring break trip. So trying to organize 60 or 70 college age kids going down to different habitat chapters and doing a week long project is um, quite a project management task. But, um, you know, it was the Lord definitely working in different ways during uh, different parts of my life. And so um, even after I graduated, I stayed involved um, and ran spring or habitat um summer trips so i know we were trying before covid um, we were trying before covid we were trying to get um uh, amanda was gonna run our our college age team to be able to go and then something came up and then covid came up and then i mean even before that there was just um challenges but yeah there are some really um there are some chapters in west virginia we've worked with mm -hmm. as well as the prince william chapter and others so um, yeah, well, well actually, I volunteer on the faith committee for the Fauquier County Habitat for Humanity. So, Sharon, I would love for us to, as soon yeah. as they open things up again, plan a build for CPC. And even more, I'd love to challenge one of our December holiday uh, Christmas uh, giving to sponsor a whole house. Oh, what a cool idea, Amanda. So our yeah, next local talk. one, let's talk about that. Yeah, definitely. We definitely can talk more about that because, yeah, I love their ministry. I love the way they work, um, that the family is right there working with us in yeah. many instances when they're, as they're able. Yeah. Um, well, they to, have to put in sweat equity hours to be able to get their house. So yeah. depending on the chapter and depending on um, mm -hmm. what's going on there, there, there's a certain number of sweat equity hours that they have to put in not only to their house, but to someone else's house, which I love. So yeah, that's been, that's been really cool. So um, yeah, that's a great idea. We definitely need to um, talk. So I'm James, sure I know you're getting ready to go off to school and you're going to miss me a lot. Um, are you going to come back and uh, help with Habitat and help uh, help with the live stream? Yeah, once I get my once I get my pay bump. <laughs> you mean the the McDonald's and uh, Chick Fil A gift cards are? Oh, I, I owe you I owe you a Taco Bell gift card because of our you bet. Do, on Sunday. You do because you lost oh, your I bet. Love yeah. Taco Bell. I want to go to Taco Bell. Nobody will, my Mayo. family will go to Taco Bell with me. Well, I think you should go. I'll go, go with you, Sharon. We'll go. Dude, I had I had like four chalupas in the last we last weekend. Chupla, chalupa, or the queso? Queso lupa. But queso I mean, I know people aren't gonna like understand the lingo, so I had to simplify it down. But okay, yeah, dude, I have a problem because like after youth group, I went and got two. Uh, I was there Saturday for Colton's uh, Bible study. I got one after that. You talked about it all Sunday morning. Me and Maddie got one on Monday. I mean, it was, it's. Yeah, definitely. A lot to of go Taco with Bell. You guys, for people who appreciate the Taco Bell spread instead of people are whining about it, like my family does. So yeah, yeah. it's Brad and Brad and Bree's uh, favorite too. So 
So we already heard how God worked through you um, in Habitat and how, um, Amanda, you were able, even amidst studies and everything else that you're doing, that time somehow materialized, maybe stressfully, uh, but you were still able to organize and grow the chapter. In what other ways have you seen God using you and working through you, whether it was when you were um, younger as a child or in college or now or, or how? Yeah, I would say most recently, it's been through the worship team ministry. So, um, you know, I've been doing even before COVID, I I ran the soundboard and helped bring audio to our our various services. Um, But, you know, last year brought a whole new curveball when uh, we realized that we needed to quickly figure out how we live stream. And, you know, my biggest thing was how are we going to have enough people to help get this, you know, get this out. And I know James is probably gonna start cringing. So I'm gonna start talking about him and Colton and, you know, David and, you know, Bradley and Josh and, you know, everyone that has really jumped in to, you know, really be like, all right, we don't know how to do this, but we'll figure it out. Um, and I was so, never like that. I was like, yeah, I'd know how to do it. Don't tell me what to do. Oh yeah. James came knowing everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Gift. Such a gift. <laughs> yeah, such, such a blessing you are, James. <laughs> um, but you know, it was, it was one of those things where we prayed that we would be able to, you know, not only get the right technology in, but get the right people in and be able to, um, uh, essentially double our team and even more than double really, because it was, you know, me and Nick, um, Henley that really, um, you know, helped run, run the, the front of the house board. And then we had to add not only that, but a a lighting board operator, two camera operators, a camera caller, um, and then a live stream audio, um, tech. And so, um, is one of those things that, you know, bringing all the people together and learning through trial and error, um, or massive technical issues at times, it feels like, um, but really just error, not even just, just error, just, just error. error, learning through trial and error. I mean, just the team, like, you know, diving in and trying to learn different things and being like, we're going to, we, well, we didn't do it right this time, but we got it next time. And, um, the grace that not only the team had, but also, you know, the, you as the congregation had, um, while we were trying to learn while implementing. So, uh, nothing like learning, learning through a fire hose. So, but to be able to bring the message and bring our music and bring, um, sermons out, uh, for a wider audience than just, you know, what we can host in, in our sanctuary is huge. Well, you're, guess what? You're going to have to do it again. When we all go to college, me, Colton, I can't can we not talk about that. It makes me sad no, I, every time. I thought, I thought I saw in your contract, you're not allowed to leave until you train someone to take your spot. Oh yeah. That's right. Sharon. Uh, Thank you. I, I, I could have sworn I read mm-hmm, that somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's that going, yeah. James? You finding people? Yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll get like JD on it or something. I'll show him how to yeah, just click the buttons or whatever. It's um, really not JD uh, likes to distract you all, so yeah, he's like <laughs> a back there. So next 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 one. Uh, what has been what has been the hardest part about the live stream? Oh um 
Well, I think we're a team of perfectionists that, you know, we feel a a strong passion that it's our responsibility and our calling to take away distractions and allow people to immerse themselves in the message and immerse themselves in um, God calling to them in whatever manner that, that that is. And so you know, there's definitely uh, many weeks where, you know, a video wouldn't come through on the live stream or, um, you know, we were having microphone feedback issues or the, you know, the audio sound levels on some of the songs were off. And, um, you know, we, we all just really want it to be a appealing, appeasing um, experience for, anyone who's either coming into the church or watching us online. And so when we go back and listen to stuff or, you know, tech, you know, tech decides it doesn't want to work because some phantom, you know, devil has come in to, you know, make something not connect correctly. Um, you know, it really, it really weighs on us because we want, we, we want people to be able to hear and experience, um, the service. And so I think that's the, the biggest challenge is that we wish, you know, you could just like snap your fingers and everything works perfectly. Um, but that's not life and that's not technology. Um, so, um, I would say that's the biggest challenge. It's also learning like a whole bunch of new tech all at one time. So, you know, and James can talk on this too, but how you mix the sound for the sanctuary at church is very different than how you mix the sound for trying to put it out over live stream. So when mm-hmm. you're in person, you know, we have these wonderful concrete walls that bounce oh, sound awesome. off of each other. And so you have some nat- natural built effects and, and acoustic appeal that's in there. So you, it feels more full. You have people talking, you hear people singing, um, you know, you, you, so there's, there's that in-person live, you can feel, you almost can feel the sound, you know, right. You feel the bass and and whatnot. Well, when you're putting that over live stream, you're just getting direct sound from the instruments or from the vocalist. Um, and so you have to, uh, create that effect. You have to create this, the additional sounds of the reverb, the additional, you know, sounds that need to come into that. And so, that's a very specific art. James, mm. I'll, I'll toot your horn for a second. Does, you know, does a very good job as well, you know, trying to create that. And so does, so does Colton and, you know, David does it and Nick and I both can do it. And so, um, but it's an art, it's not something that you quickly pick up. And so, um, it can be frustrating because one week you're like, Oh, I nailed it. I got it. And the next week, you know, you add a whole nother instrument in, we might add, you know, viola or, you know, you know, something. And so then the whole thing is different sound. And so you have to then go back in and rework it. And so, um, it's, it's a learning curve for sure. Uh, but yeah, James, you need to help me find your replacement. Yeah. Well, I think another thing that's difficult is, so there's like Amanda and Brian who are like the perfectionist people. We need no distractions to happen. But then, and then, but then there's like people who, you know, one thing goes wrong and then they're, they're upset about it. But there's people who are like, well, we need this to prioritize over the, like we need to prioritize this type of worship. It, we shouldn't care as much about the lighting cues as we do about this. Like there's always a pro, there's always something that isn't going to be provided in every single Sunday and someone's going to be upset about it. And I guess since I talk to a lot of people at the church, whether it be a leadership or people, because I like to talk to adults because 
like they're fun to talk to because I think I'm like wittier than them, you know. So um, you are. You're pretty witty. You're pretty witty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's why I like to handle the mandates. I feel smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, James. But so so I hear them. It's like well or I'll come home and, and my dad's like, well, how come I couldn't really read the words today? I'm like, oh man, I forgot to do the words. Like I forgot to click the button one time. I'll like shoot. So it's really like you, it's, a, you can never be perfect. And yeah, you, got Ma- perfect. you got Amanda in your ear telling you, you gotta be perfect. And so it, no, I'm just kidding. But it, yeah, I don't know. There, it, it's hard I'm to pretty, I'm pretty like, Hey, let's learn from it though. No, I know. No, Amanda's really chill. She yells at everyone else, but on me, cause I'm her favorite, but, um, <laughs> Yes, exactly, James. Yeah. I so, have no favorites, just like parents have no favorites. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's difficult, I think, for, for, I mean, for me, I, like, I'm just, I'm just hanging out there with people, but like, since Amanda has some on the line, Brian has some on the line, Brittany has some on the line, you know, they got, they got to put on a good show or whatever, so I can tell that sometimes it's annoying, like, oh, you can't even control a wire fell out of something, you know, like, what are you going to do about that, and then people are like, oh, how come it's not perfect? Oh, oh, someone installed a wire on. I think I, one of the things that I hope is that um, we keep in mind that first and foremost, we're a church family (laughs) and we're trying to reach everybody in the church family and that it's not a theater production and oh, yeah. but it's it's easy to go in that direction because we do need it's 10 o'clock or now it's at, it's um nine, nine. and 30 but so everything's supposed to get going and it's so easy to get sucked into that and whether somebody is um being critical about something or somebody is being supportive of something just to remind everybody you know what <laughs> we are a family working together trying to make all of this happen but tension can they, they do rise and uh, well it's because people care and so like what yes. I like to say is that you can't you can't teach and train or um or force people to be passionate but when people are passionate about it and they care I will take that kind of feedback all day and every day I might not I might not agree with it and you know because I have a bigger picture you know mm-hmm. of what the the sound or the you know the experience needs to be but regardless I want that feedback because I I think it's important um but to your point Sharon I don't think anyone's been been nasty which is good I think right. you know for us as a team I I feel like and James jump in too over the last couple of months, I feel like we've finally kind of gotten into this really good groove. And I really like how as a worship team, we pray before um, we go into our final dress rehearsal and we go live. Um, and so, you know, a lot of that prayer is centered around, you know, help us stay present in the moment, help everyone who is either on their way to church or going to be logging in, uh, virtually help them remove distractions and focus on the core purpose of why we're here, which is to serve and worship you, Lord, um, you know, help help bind the enemy from this place and from all of our technology so that, you know, we don't get these wonky things happening. Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, have a, I always question that. We always we say that every week and I'm like, is, is installing a wire, is that the devil's work or is that just like, we didn't plug in the wire all the way, you know, like, 
Well, we I really mean, when it's a wire, about? yes. But like when it's like, for some reason, the like on Sunday, like for some reason, the um, the TV monitor on for Pastor Aaron, it became it just like undetected itself from the, the, the Mac computer. And so like, you know, if, if you have multiple inputs in, right. So if you have like dual screens or whatever, it's like one of your screens just randomly decides it's not going to like present the, the content on it. And it's like, why did this happen? Like it was working just fine. No one touched anything besides, you know, the, the button to advance the slides. And so why did this TV just miraculously decide to like disconnect from the Mac? And so it's like those sort of things that there it's not, it wasn't a wire. It's just, we just, you know, I just really just reset it essentially. And then miraculously it came back up, but like, so it's like those random things that like, you know, I would, I would notice, especially when pastor Rob was like in, in preaching, like a really important message that we knew that he was praying about and then his voice would go hoarse. And so, you know, it's like those things that you can't control that, you know, I feel like the enemy just wants to come in to minimize that message because it's speaking to someone that needs to hear it. And so, you know, if, if I can say a prayer, James, and I guess uh, I, but pastor Rob having a scratchy voice and drinking a sip of water. Like, I don't, is that really a, the devil interfering? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, I agree with Amanda that there are definitely times where the enemy can come in and do things. There's definitely also human error. So I don't yeah. want to give him credit where, you know, credit um, yeah. in a way that way, but but you never know what's going on out there. It definitely is a spiritual warfare that that we're battling. And if we can help remove those distractions. And, and it's like now we've got two kinds of environments we're trying to set up. The physical place and then yeah. also the virtual space yeah. that we want to be able to connect. And, and that's not going to go away. I mean, yeah. even when COVID is completely done, um, I, I know we're going to keep doing live stream because oh, absolutely. it helps so many people in so many different ways. And so we, we want to um, continue being able to do this and continue working with the technology and blessing people through, through virtual experiences. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been able to keep in touch with people who have moved away. Um, yes. You know, uh, if people are out on vacation and want to stream it when they're there, like, it's awesome. Um, and prayer works. I love prayer. Amen. Come on, James. Yeah. No, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I guess. I guess <laughs> pun, pun intended. Yeah. I, mean, I, 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 no, I think Wait, you're Brian, not that the first time it was ever prayed or whatever, it was Brian. So when Brian said it, I'm obviously just going to like be skeptical just because I'd like to mess with Brian. Right. So like, I, I'm just like, well, yeah, I mean, why are we over? Like, I guess the first time I heard it, I was like, man, should we really be given like the, like Sharon said, the devil this much credit? Like, not like what? I don't want the devil to live in my head room free, I, but we should be aware of it, I guess. You're right. Yeah, as, as Sharon said, there's spiritual warfare. So if we can pray and just ask that God be, be present and be with us and, you know, take away those distractions, um, whether it's, you know, the enemy or not, just distractions in general are important. You know, we have ring doorbell sounds going off in the middle of service or, you know, phones and whatnot. <laughs> so, you know, things happen, but if we can just try to 
a lim- like I, I kind of missed those days when my biggest concern was that someone's phone was going to go off in the middle of church service and it was going to distract people who were in in the worship center now that's so far down my list of things that I worry about <laughs> that is so that, funny that, that is like... so true that used to be just we talk about that in a staff meeting is how do you get people to turn their cell phones off and that was our biggest technical right? worry <laughs> right that was our biggest technical worry <laughs> yeah that and and audio feedback were my two big ones. Oh, yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Back to those yeah, simple always, days. <laughs> yeah, and you just you know turn it off or something. So it's well, man, this has been so fun. Thanks for joining us and and sharing a bit of your life. And um, it it just it's really been lots of fun. Thank you. James, I've had a blast, even with James on here. I've had a blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So James, you want the last word? Um. I don't know. I guess I'll see you on Sunday, Amanda. I will see you on Sunday too, James. I look forward to it. James, we'll look forward to seeing your assistant that you're going to be training to take your place. Then you're allowed to go off to college. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll look forward to our Taco Bell uh, binge. We'll go on sometime soon. Yeah, sure. Thanks again, Amanda. Thank you.